Welcome back, everybody, to So Over It. I'm your host, John Benish, and today's podcast is Roommates versus Friends. I think this topic is very interesting because we all, at this point, have either lived with friends, lived with random roommates, or maybe have just lived alone. And in that case, cool, good job. I wonder if you're enjoying it. Because when I lived alone, I absolutely wanted to blow my... Anyways, I think this is a very interesting topic because no one really discusses what it's like to live with friends when they become your roommates. We all have this fantasy of like, oh, freshman year, I want to live with you guys. It's going to be so fun. You guys are my besties. I cannot wait to live with you guys. Living with all my friends will be so much fun. Our lives will be like a movie. Well, after living with friends for two years now, I can guarantee you your life is not like a movie. And if it was a movie, it's probably titled Going to Hell and Back. Because living with your friends when they become your roommates is so complicated. And I say this with my most dearest heart and love towards my roommates right now. There's a huge difference. And you have to establish that relationship fairly early on in the game of being roommates. Because if you don't, you are going to be thrown under the bus. You're going to have a lot of different responsibilities that should have been split up between your roommates. But now your friends take advantage of it. So jumping right into this episode, I wanted to talk about how I started my freshman year off with my roommate that was a friend of mine. Shout out to Logan Perry, who is now actually one of my fraternity brothers. Thanks, Teak. Logan was a sophomore and I was a freshman. And I thought this would be a great idea because I already knew him. I loved him as a friend and I love him as a brother now. But I thought it would be a great transition going into my first year of college, already knowing someone as my roommate. Well, (laughs) I was wrong. I did have fun. I loved Logan. It's just when you have a roommate that is your friend beforehand, you already have these expectations and this relationship that's already established and you want to maintain it. That's a lot of work that no one really talks about. You would think that you could just get along right away and be like, oh, we were friends before and now we're roommates. Life is going to be easy. Uh, no. Because now you have the whole responsibility of talking about who's splitting what supplies, who's going to live where and what bunk, or do you want to separate the bunks, or are you going to share this space or that space? What about when you want someone to come over? What about having the dorm alone? and all of these things pile up when you have a friend that's your roommate because you're like oh maybe it's just gonna be easy or they should pick up on it but they don't that's not how communication works and if there's a fine line in that communication that gets crossed it causes a lot of problems Logan and I would normally talk things out and we would discuss like oh if we're going home this weekend you have the place alone or if I'm coming back this time we would make sure we communicated fairly well and I really appreciated that of him and we split our supplies also fairly equally there's no problem with it but if you remember that dorm life it is a small space and tensions can run high at the most inconvenience sometimes that would happen we We'd have little slip-ups, we would always talk about it. We just were always running on different schedules. He was a night person, I was a morning person, I had 8 a.m.s, which as a freshman, and further on, never taken 8 a.m. ever again. There was really no problems with it, and of course, second semester of my freshman year, COVID hit, and we had to move out early. It was just, it was weird. It was a good first experience, and I loved having him as my roommate, but there's a lot of other things you don't talk about when you move into a house with your roommate that are your friends. So sophomore year, I ended up living alone, which I also recommend if you haven't lived alone before, maybe try it early on in your college experience because you definitely want to have a lot of fun when you're a senior and junior with your friends, especially if you have upperclassmen friends that are graduating. You might as well go live with them, go and have fun with your friends. So sophomore year, I was an RA and I had my own room to myself, a queen size bed, all like the side job, side hustle, side money, whatever. And it was great. And I enjoyed living alone, but because it was the second year of COVID, I 
was so lonely. I lived in this massive room, barely went to classes because we didn't really have classes in person, had all this stuff online, and I enjoyed my space and I got to do what I wanted when I wanted. It was just so quiet and so boring. Actually, that was also the year that I found out I had depression. So that probably didn't help, but it was still a good experience. Like I liked living alone. I definitely kept myself responsible and I had all of my stuff to my name and everything. I didn't have to worry about splitting or things going missing or whatever, things being used without being asked. So I didn't really have a problem much with living on my own. Junior year rolls around. I signed a house with four other boys who are on the swim team here in Whitewater. And I knew most of them fairly well. I've known them for a couple years already. And I was so excited excited to live off campus for my first time with friends in a house. Like, come on, that's your dream when you finally get to go off campus. You find your friends that you wanna hang out with and you sign a lease with them, you put down your security deposit and you have all of the expectation. Oh, we're gonna do themed parties, we're gonna make a alcohol shelf and we're gonna have all of these parties that are in our house and everyone's invited that we know and it's gonna be huge and everyone can dress up for themes. Yeah, no, that is not the reality of the situation. The reality of living with friends that are roommates are who's providing what supplies, are they gonna clean up after themselves, who's taking out garbage and doing cycling, who's gonna sweep and mop and do dishes and wipe the counters and vacuum the house and all of the shared space now has to be split up between everybody but no one wants to do them. And if you don't talk about splitting up chores equally early on in the game, you're so fucked for the rest of the year because you're gonna be the one doing it all and you're gonna be so effing annoyed at all of your roommates. That's like the thing that no one really talked about when you sign with your friends because you have all this expectations having fun and enjoying the time with each other but not every single moment is fun now you have an early class and four other people who want to stay up and party or what if all of a sudden they want to host a party but you don't because you have an exam or you have work the next day now you're being the only one who's like the Debbie Downer of it and everyone pins you for canceling the party no one talks about those things and I don't really know why I guess it's just not talked about because it doesn't come up until the situation happens, but oh my god, is it hell when it does. During my junior year, we had all of these parties, and now it comes to the time of setting up a party and cleaning up after the party. Nobody wants to do it the next day when you are utterly hungover and simply want to barf your brains out. And then what happens? I'll tell you what happens next. The trash stays there for four days until someone says, F this, I'm cleaning it up. And now you're the person who's independent enough or responsible enough to go clean it up, and now you're pissed at your roommates, which causes tension, because now you have to silently put in the group chat, hey bitches, we're gonna clean up today. I expect you to get your game face on and clean up the house after this party that we all had together, and yet no one shows up to help you clean up. And that's not the worst of it. Let's talk about dishes. You have a kind of a connection to them, because like, oh, I bought this, and I expect to share it with everyone, and we'll all clean up after it. That's the nice thing to do. Yeah, no, that actually doesn't happen that way. They sit in the sink and rot for three days until you're fucking annoyed because you can't find a goddamn butter knife to put your cream cheese on your damn rice cake. And now you have to wash it and you're annoyed because you're like, oh, this was my knife and all my roommates just want to fucking trash all my stuff. I don't understand what the big deal is about doing dishes. I don't understand why it's so hard. So I had this situation where I lived in my house over the summer before all my roommates moved in and I provided a lot of my own stuff. And I was like, screw it, I'll just keep it here. I can tell my roommates they can use my stuff as long as they respect it, clean it, and you know, take care of it like I do when they get here for school. Well, 
<laughs> I had so many situations in which my stuff just wasn't being washed when it needed to be washed. So I decided to take some of my pots and pans and my forks and spoons and knives and I would wash them, dry them, and then I would put them in my room and lock them in my closet. And I would be like, oh no, why is my stuff disappearing? You guys should probably go buy some more because I don't know what happened to my stuff. And every time I would find something that sat in the sink for over four days, I would wash it, dry it, and lock it back up in my closet. So slowly some of our stuff starting disappearing until we only had like three forks left. Everyone was like, guys, we really need to wash them because I need to use it. That's what it took for my roommates to clean up after themselves. For me to take my stuff, lie about it, and lock them in my closet. Yeah, no, I was not happy about that. That freaking sucked. The one thing that's really not talked about is that age gap line that's between roommates and friends. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm mainly saying if you have friends that are 21 and friends that are under 21. When you want to go out, but they want to stay in, or you're having a party, a house party and half the group wants to go to the bars and the other half wants to stay home there is so much underlying tension between well you said you're gonna help me host the party and help us clean up afterwards and now you're going to the bars and what am i supposed to do with everyone that's really awkward and it's happened quite a bunch and then you have the people who are like well i don't want to leave for the bars knowing that there's all these underage people at my house because what are they gonna do trash it that happens that's very common i've had plenty of darties and plenty of house parties where i'll leave and come back the next day and i'll sudden amount of toilet paper or my bathroom's trash or I go into my bedroom to open up my closet and I step on a broken light bulb that someone broke in my room or the fact that you have a bunch of drunk bitches in your house who decide to make ramen let the water boil over or take your rice cakes or your food and eat it and munch on it or throw tortilla chips or popcorn all over your house and not clean it up because everyone thinks you can just trash your fucking house Whew. Sorry, that was personal. So, there's like a huge thing. You know, we're in July now, by the way. Happy July, everybody. And we're getting to the point where we have two months before school starts again. I'm moving into another house with brand new roommates, which I'm so excited about. And I'm taking what I've learned from my past roommates and moving forward to help my new roommates understand what it's like to live with roommates now. I do recommend, if you haven't, maybe signing a apartment or going to Cambridge or Newhall and knowing what it's like to live with friends in a suite or in like a dorm style before you actually sign a house because that is a lot more responsibility of who's also gonna pay for bills and how are you gonna split the bills whose names are they gonna go in etc etc it's great experience I love it I'm not obviously I'm grateful that I got to live with my friends but I'm being serious here's my advice for this podcast in totality I have a message <laughs> if you're going to sign a lease with your friends I'm promising you right now it's not all a dream yes it's so fun you're always probably up to something you guys are gonna be hanging out a lot you're gonna be enjoying doing the same stuff with each other but you need to sit down and establish almost a roommate contract definitely get a whiteboard and assign chores switch them out every week initial them or something hold each other responsible that's like the key thing here is seriously making sure everyone's mature enough to get their shit together and not be a messy ass roommate no one wants to come home to a pigsty especially me when i work eight hours and i'm cleaning ass all day and doing dishes and laundry and everything else the last thing i want to do is come home and realize it's 10 30 at night and no one took the trash out even though I just spent my whole eight hour shift taking trash out. Hold each other responsible for that type of stuff. It's not fun when you're bickering or to make things worse when someone's non-confrontational and doesn't want to talk to you about a problem that they're having. And all of a sudden everyone's just high tension, sitting in their rooms, pouting about it, upset or ranting and talking mad shit behind each other's back. Trust me, your roommates will do that. Anyways, that really wraps up today's podcast. That was kind of an intense one. Don't forget to follow me on Spotify and listen to all the other recent episodes. I appreciate you guys' support so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. With that being said, I'm over it.